Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast where we have conversations of clarity, add value discussions where we talk about maybe currently you're in a mess and how to navigate through that mess and how to create a message. Well, my job, my aim is to help you with that by sharing mindset tips, habits and routines that will set you up for success as well as actionable things to help you achieve that next level of abundance. And the overarching theme, obviously, you've heard me talk about self-love and the emotional well-being during this chaotic time. That's why I come into this booth every single day and make sure that I give my all, that I look you in the eye, that I look you in your heart, that I look you in your souls, and we communicate back and forth. And I just want to tell you a little bit of my backstory, if you will. I did a live on a Monday on Instagram Live with a, a good friend of mine who was also a life coach, abundance coach, mindset coach like myself. And in the chat... One of the participants, a, a, a lady, she said, hey, you know, we we, we really want the, the intel on the story, on the journey, not just what we see now. And on that live, I, I dove into some things over the past three years that has gotten me to this point. But I'm going to take it way, way, way back. That way you can get an understanding for why it is that I do what I do and why I share so openly. Prior to me starting to record this, I was actually going to go into the Moments of Mindset, the, the, the podcast Facebook group, and either do a live or a video. My creative director and I have been you know, just talking about the frequency and the quality of the posts since I have such a platform, right? And, and she actually challenged me to write a a meaty post really peeling back the layers because the previous day I posted a bunch of times and one of them she felt that it it didn't really pack enough punch and it was kind of like a lackluster punch and you know she wanted to offer some criticism and uh, I'm going to digress quickly but one of the things that as I was preparing to come into the booth today I embrace criticism and feedback with this video, with this audio, when I share it on the platforms. Once it's launched, I need that interaction because I'm not doing this for me. Like, hey, hear my voice, hear what I have to say. No, as I maneuver and I mitigate my path through this amazing journey of life, I want to share it. And if I'm sharing things, if I'm sharing tips that might not necessarily resonate with you, let me no i need you i need your ears i need your heart i need your soul but i also need you to share your feedback with me hey rod you know what i need more uh examples on a particular topic perfect and that guess what i'll make sure that every single time if i happen to drop the ball and not give you what you need in a particular topic or a particular episode I want to hear from you, and that engagement allows for us to grow into the community and family that I envision for us. So that's a quick digression. So let me just go back. 
you probably heard in a lot of my episodes, I, I, I talk about basketball because basketball was an intricate part of my life, probably from my the age of five, six until, I mean, really now, but from five and six until I was 21 years old. So for 15 years, my aspirations of making it to a professional level or the highest level, that's what I attached my identity to. And that kind of got the domino moving towards a lot of things that happened in my life. So had a lot of success in high school. By the time I was graduating in, from, from Kincaid High School, I was first team all city my senior year. And from a private school in Houston, Texas, those are great accolades. I was a McDonald's All-American. I wasn't a parade All-American, so I didn't play in the actual game, but I got their certificate that I was a McDonald's All-American. I was in Sports Illustrated, Faces in the Crowd. So from the outside looking in, man, this guy has it. He's he's on his path to make it to that next level. Hell, even in my yearbook, you know, the, the most likely, I was most likely to make it to the NBA. See, I was hearing all these stories, and, you know, I had an older sibling who was successful in athletics as well. So those aspirations were, in my perspective, I felt I was right in line, the next in line. Going off to the University of Nebraska my freshman year, not really understanding what to expect, not really understanding what it truly, truly took. You've heard me say the importance of my why wasn't attached to what my identity was attached to, basketball. So I had these accolades, and I go in riding high in freshman year, punched in the mouth. No playing time. But, of course, look, I was playing behind a, a, a former NBA player, current NBA coach. He was a junior. I was a freshman. Why in the world would I think that I would be able to be on the court and, and take away his time. I didn't understand that. I wasn't having conversations with anybody that guided me. It was like, yo, look, maybe you should redshirt. Maybe you should do this. So not playing after being such an intricate part of your team's success, that was a blow. And not to mention I was away from home for the very first time. Not understanding the mindset that went into it. Not understanding the planning. Okay, you want to make it professional? These are what other professionals have done. This is the amount of shots that they put up. These are the sprints that they ran. This is what their diet, this is what their nutrition is. Having that understanding that if you have somebody that is looked at as a prospect for that next level, get in his pocket, pick his brain. What are his thought processes? How does he get geared up for practice? How does he get geared up for video study? How does he maneuver through being a student athlete, all those sort of things. What are his habits? What are his daily routines? Why does he have such a hunger to make it to that next level? What is it? Find out if your values are aligned in that, because if they are, then guess what? Model those routines. That way, your path, you don't have to try to carve your own path. You already have a blueprint and a framework of how to actually do that. But again, I'm able to share that now because whew, it would have been wonderful to have that sort of guidance and information. But guess what? If that happened, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you right now. But I've released the pain from that. So I'm able to share 
my story and how I'm here smiling and sharing a story that used to hurt for so long. So that was just the first domino. Then after leaving, now mind you, I have to also say, not playing, not redshirting, my grades were shit. Had a 1.6 GPA, they had to let me go. There was no way they were going to let me stay there. It happened. I, I just, once I stumbled, I didn't really understand how to recover. I didn't have the right mindset. I wasn't prepared. So when I got punched in the mouth, kicked in the stomach, leg kicked, swept, fall on the ground, I didn't know how to make it back. I wasn't celebrating my wins. I didn't know what I could do to build up my confidence. So my confidence started here and then then in my sophomore year, San Jack was another opportunity. Still my confidence was kind of shaking. Same thing when that season for me personally in my performance was going down. Guess what? Basketball, more and more that identity. Man, another failure. So after a couple years, after my junior year, when I was 21 years old, I finally decided to give up that dream. Because again, by now, another caveat is after leaving my freshman year in Nebraska, I had a child on the way. My amazing, beautiful baby girl, Simone Elise Williams. I love you. Father at 19. So again, self-pressure with trying to make it but again not having the mindset not having the habits not having the routine to really put myself on the trajectory basketball wise and so once that came my career came to a halt like you know what I need to get into the corporate sector provide a career a stable career for my baby girl so I go to the University of Houston an amazing, amazing experience at the University of Houston. I was in the business school, the Bowers College, getting my degree in marketing, and I had the blessing of getting into their sales program. It was called the Program for Excellence in Selling. And in that program, we got in-class theory, but we also had to take action and do live sales calls with managers and hiring managers and vice presidents, depending on the level of the class to get them to come to our different events, the sales mixer. I had to sell companies on buying advertisements in our program, booths at our graduation induction ceremony. In the key account selling, I actually had to perform with a group and give presentations where we were selling the prospective companies on corporate sponsorships. 25000 10000 50000 I was on a team that actually sold a $10,000 scholarship, sponsorship to a pharmaceutical company. That same pharmaceutical company, seeing me be the first male in the history of the program for excellence in selling become top producer, that same company that I had interactions with actually offered me a job before I even graduated college. I had another semester to go. So I'm set. I'm ready. Graduate. Get into the field. Pharmaceutical sales. Wasn't what I expected. Again, I didn't have the importance of my why. And in the corporate 
structure, the, the, the bureaucracy that goes on, the, the, the cat and mouse game. That's something that I wasn't really wired for. So after a while, I faltered in my performance. I got fired. Fired. Call, hey, come to the office. Cool, because guess what? I had a corporate car, you know, uh, corporate credit cards, all this sort of stuff. Come to the office. Hey, these are your numbers. This, 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 this. We're going to have to let you go. They basically, they didn't have Uber back then, but sent me home. And I was married at the time, too. So we have a brand new house. I get fired. What do I do now? So this is the second time I was on a path of peak performance. When the rubber met the road, I faltered and I failed and I fell on my face horribly. What do you do now? So then again, going through different odds and ends, jobs, sales jobs, not really fulfilled, but I'm like, yo, this is something that I have to do. I gotta take care of my wife at the time. I gotta make sure that my, my daughter has everything that she needs. There was always just something missing because my heart and soul wasn't in what I was doing. I didn't understand the mindset that I needed, the habits, routine that I had that I needed to have. I didn't have an action plan on how to really formulate structures and procedures that will set me up for success, that will set me up for abundance. Didn't even understand what that meant. Didn't understand the importance of having a mentor and having a guide. You would think after bumping my head a couple times along my path that I would say, you know what, I would seek some help. But again, as a as a competitor, as a man, as a you need to figure it out. I wasn't really groomed or shown how to really truly ask for help. Because when you ask for help, you set yourself up to be vulnerable. If somebody says no. And so I was. I didn't understand the value of that self-love, right? Self-love is what really put me on a path, and you've heard me say it. So what is? how did I go from continuing to bump my head every single time I stepped out? Well, I had to sit in my own shit. What really, really pushed me off the cliff, where it was barbecue or mildew if you will i was dating my son's mother and we were trying to figure this thing out and it didn't work and she left and for about three or four days i couldn't move i couldn't leave the house and it wasn't necessarily because of the relationship ending it was the fact that man i'm going to be away from my child again my son again After still dealing with being away from my daughter for so long, that distance. So for three or four days, I sat in the house. I didn't really eat. I didn't really do anything. There was a mess everywhere. I had a friend came over like, oh, my God, what is going on over here, man? Are you in grief or what? And I looked in the mirror. And I didn't know who I was. What I stood for. Was I, was I somebody that my kids would be proud of? That they would be in school saying, my dad is doing, my, I have the greatest dad. He's doing, but, 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 but. No, I didn't have that. 
all I had was looking in the mirror and more self-doubt. More, man, you see, you had so many opportunities to do amazing things. You choked every time. You failed every time. Continually beating myself up about stuff that didn't even exist anymore. I would have dreams of still competing and playing basketball, waking up sweating. And I was far removed from even really playing competitively anymore. Recreationally here and there. But I still never got over that trauma. And still at this time, I still didn't recognize the mindset, the habits, the routine, the different plans in place. Yet and still, I expected different results. And I know the cliche, I've heard this a thousand times, that's insanity. But guess what? Even though we know that's insanity, we still go down the same path and do the same thing for so many years, so many decades until something finally smacks us in the face and like, yo, you got to change. And for me, I was so stressed up, stressed out and still wound up so tight about not making it, playing basketball, the game of basketball. And I had to ask God, I had to ask the universe, I need you to take this stress off of me or it's going to kill me. And I released it. And that put me on the path of like, yo, what is it? Who is it that you want to be? What is it that you want out of this life? And I had some other sales jobs and, 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 and learned some other skills. But what really, truly helped me is I found yoga and meditation. That's where that mindset comes in, that meditation. Now, whether it's five minutes or 45 minutes, it's a time of quiet and it didn't get to a point where I was automatically at that because when I first heard about meditation I heard about you know what you have to completely clear your mind and focus on nothing I mean to go from zero to a million that's the likelihood of that being successful so I, I, I tried it but what I did was in partnering or in conjunction with the different yoga classes, I would take more of a restorative yoga. And what restorative yoga actually does is you use props. So blocks, blankets, straps, things, tools to help you actually into the poses so that you can hold the poses longer than under just your own volition of your own body weight holding the pose for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes at a time. If you have a block underneath your, uh, your back, you could hold a bridge forever as long as it's comfortable, right? So in a restorative class, I was able to find a meditative state where I was calm and I would just breathe and I would flow. And so that allowed me a space of clarity where I wasn't beating myself up or judging myself or criticizing every move I made or didn't make. And along with that, I first found the secret and this was a couple years after The Secret had been out, but that was talking about the law of attraction, and I, I won't get into it, but that's just kind of what started my path of self-help, self-development, self-education. That's vitally important. That goes with the mindset. That helps you with that vision. If you don't have the capabilities, how else are you going to achieve that which you desire? You have to get help. And that help was that self-education. So I dove into 
the savants, the greats like Dr. Wayne Dyer. Excuse me. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now. Dr. Bruce Lipton, Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Michael Bernard Beckwith. All these different, excuse me, thought leaders that opened up my mind to really peeling back the layers and figuring out, okay, how do you get to a point where you're starting to manifest the things that you know that you, excuse me, the abundance that you want? I spent so many years trying to figure out everything. I want to get to Z, but I got to make sure I have a hand in A, B, C, all the way to Z. But when you, whatever you believe in, whether it's God or whether it's the universe, universe, the source wants you to lean on them, share what it is that you want, be in alignment with it, mind, body, and soul. When you feel about what it is you want, it's going to happen faster. And I learned that. And I won't digress too much by going into the meat of all those savants, but that is what really helped me be on a path where I am now is that self-education, whether it's a podcast, obviously now, whether it's reading a book, whether it's a workshop, whether it's a virtual summit, something that is going to feed your mind. Listen to people that have done it for a sustainable amount of time, 5, 10, 15, 20 years and had the success that you want to have, desire to have, follow them. Trial and error, it can work, but most of the time it doesn't because it's going to take a lot of time and the emotional components of it. See, my journey of self-love has taken 10 plus years. But in what I've learned in those 10 years, I can share that with you so it doesn't take you 10 years to really cultivate that because when you really really sink your teeth into yourself and love yourself and you can look in the mirror and say i love me i love me i love me a thousand times without looking away or looking down then you know you've got it you're on the right path So that self-education was tantamount for me. So then let's fast forward to 20, 2018 going into 2019. Uh, a, a family event. My father was diagnosed with cancer, mesothelioma. He had some rapid weight loss. And went to the doctor and then boom. And that was something that really shook the family really to its core. And through those developments, it's actually helped shape or aided in shaping a certain path that my family has gone. And I'm so thankful that I had the meditation and yoga to keep my mind, my emotional well-being intact going through and preparing for my father's transition. And I'll be straight up honest with you. Growing up, it was my mother, my father, brother, sister, me. I was the baby. So that 
close-knit circle of love is what I grew up in. My family is originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was the only one that was born in Houston. So aunts, uncles, cousins, everybody in Philadelphia. Um, also in Florida and part author, as I find out later. But I didn't have a lot of interactions with them. So my base, my home base, my foundation, mother, father, brother, sister, me. And going through that love, I assumed that when we found out about my about our father's prognosis, diagnosis, that we would rally together and it would be a healing space so that we can love on him and we can love on each other and we can all kind of groove, grieve together in preparation. But that wasn't the case. And that's okay because that's part of the, the journey and the path that has brought me here. So again, through the meditation and through the yoga, I was able to sit and really understand, okay, you know what? Father's given so much. How can you take the baton and in your own way run that race and still honor what he stood for, his charisma? He, he's one of the greatest salesmen I've ever known. He made sure that if something needed to be done, he would do whatever it would take to make sure that it was done. So then once he passes, dynamics change in the family. And that's when I put myself on the path to really be of service. How can I serve? How can I help? How can I support? How can I love? Well, meditation and yoga helped me with my mindset with certain habits still yet hadn't had the, the plan in place and really truly understanding that those three things there's more but speaking to those three the mindset the habits and the action plan I was still waking up and just like oh I'm part of the energy and the universe and see where I go like that's all well and good but in terms of effectiveness and productivity and really making steps to where is where you want to go I was just like a buoy out there in the ocean, right? A buoy is standing up when the when the weather's cool and calm. When it's rainy, it's tipping back and forth at the mercy of the storm. No, I was built and I was brought here to be a lighthouse. So if you're heading towards the jagged rocks, I'm going to shine that light. If you're lost, I'm going to shine that light. That's what I was meant for. So that's what... All those things that I went through were leading me to where I am now. So after becoming a yoga instructor and creating the events to help people have a different state of mind, and that was right around the time when COVID came into play and shut everything down and pulled the universal rug from under everybody and our whole lives have changed. And some are still looking for that new normal. But the only thing normal is change, and we have to prepare for it. So did three events, December, January, February, and the response was amazing. I went from in December having seven people to in January having 40 and asking people asking for more and more of it, and COVID shuts everything down. Okay, what do you do now? Well, I've been a writer for 20-plus years, poetry. And so during the COVID year, I wrote and wrote and wrote every single day. 
I said, you know what? In order to be the best I can be, I have to do it. So I got into a habit. I got into a routine of every single day writing something, whether it was going over an old piece and wordsmithing it or jotting down a few lines for a new piece. So I started getting into the habits of doing things that helped what my vision was to help. Fast forward, decided to come out with a collection of my poems so that I could really have something tangible for people to sink their teeth into. On my birthday, released my first collection, 52 poems that shared all sorts of different emotions, relationships, love, fear, doubt, all those sort of things encompassed 20 years of writing because that was therapy for me. And right when I was about to start creating a website and really, really wanting to do spoken word and all that, my brother Terrell in Miami, who had been in the knowledge industry, he was like, hey, did you register for this particular challenge, this online challenge, this digital online marketing challenge? I was like, no, eh. Registered for it. And since May 11th, 2021, which was the Own Your Future Challenge, that's a, it was a Tuesday when that started. There hasn't been a day, and today is September the 22nd, I believe. 21st, I'm sorry. The 21st, 2021. Not a day has passed that I have not listened to a podcast, written down my thoughts, been studying towards some knowledge-based value to share with people. See, I started out thinking that I needed to put out a course because getting into the knowledge-based industry, okay, you need to create a course or something for people to sink their teeth into. Why would they want to listen to you? Well, I have experiences and I learned that my mess, previous mess, that I have learned to get through in the peaks and valleys, and now it's a message, I can use that message to reach back and build a bridge for those that feel like there is no way for them. For those that are stuck and for those that haven't even started and for those that have started but have been lost and lost their way along the journey. So I started out with the course, a course to help out fathers. Because remember, I was a father at 19. My daughter still lives in Nebraska. There was a, a length of time where we didn't have any meaningful contact. It was eight years of me trying to figure out this journey and figure out this path. Eight years. And so when I finally got over myself and got over my ego and I reached out and I apologized and I wanted to see if there was an opportunity for us to grow, and she was gracious enough to allow me that space to rebuild and I'm so thankful for it. Once I did that, I wanted to help other fathers that might have been in my same position. Maybe it wasn't eight years. Maybe it was six months. Maybe it was a year or two. But whatever the amount, I wanted to let fathers out there know that if you want to rebuild, if you want to bridge the gap, there's an opportunity. You have to just make sure that you'll do whatever it takes to get back into the life of your child or children. So that was my focus. That was my focus, going through it, going through it, going through it. 
But then I got to a point where I was thinking, well, I've been sharing yoga. I've been sharing my poetry. I've just been interjecting with posts, stories on social media, conversations that I've had with people. Why now would you then just go and focus on one specific group when you've had people already come to you say thank you for everything that you're doing and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and allowing people to see you in your mess and even share your message when you're out of that mess. And what I started doing as I'm try- as I was trying to figure out the best course of action, I started to record my thoughts on an app, voice memoing every day, my thoughts, my conversations with friends that were in-depth really talking about the mindset, talking about the habits, talking about uncomfortable action, taking action. And six months ago, I wouldn't have turned this camera on. I wouldn't have turned my laptop on. I wouldn't have been speaking into a microphone, sharing my thoughts. Hell, I didn't even enjoy or embrace my voice. So I would have never been at this place right here if I hadn't just dove in head first into, again, the knowledge industry and really, really wanting to sink my teeth into something that would help somebody. And I knew with practice, I just started to record and record and record and I would listen and I would listen to people's reaction to what I was sharing. And then in the conversations, I would share an actionable step, journaling or, you know, setting themselves up for success with a particular habit. And they would come back unsolicited and say, ma'am, what you shared with me, even though it wasn't specific to me, I implemented it and it helped And that fuels my obsession. See, my life isn't my own. You've heard me talk about this. I have three amazing children, 22, 12, and 7, in three different generations. I have to make sure that I'm well-versed and I can articulate my thoughts to help them at each part of their journey. My oldest, she's about to be a mother, so I'm going to be a grandfather. So I have a grandson another amazing being that I have the blessing to love. And I never had any interaction with my grandfathers or a grandfather-like figure. So I have no idea what that entails, but I do know how to love. And that's what I'm going to do. And we'll figure the rest out. So that's what's brought me here. Again, that mindset. Now I understand how important that is. That every day I wake up and I have to have my abundance mindset, my growth mindset, my positive mindset. These are segments of just a mindset. People throw mindset all around. It's cliche and sometimes people don't understand what that is. So that's what Moments of Mindset, the podcast is. It's going to share with you and dive deep into that, peel back the layer. So I'm not just saying, oh, mindset. Okay, cool. No, we're going to break it down. I'm going to give you actionable things to implement in your life so that you can whatever it is that you desire that next level you can achieve it you can model me hell if you don't model me model somebody else somebody a thought leader out there that you see what they're doing 
and the people out there that are really doing it to serve, they're going to allow you access at different levels. There'll be a lot of free content. But guess what? If you really want a transformation, you have to be prepared for a specific action, a transaction. See, everything that I do is to inspire and motivate for that transformation. But just like I invested in myself to get to this level, to be able to share and express myself. Those of you that need the help and that want to go to that next level, you're going to have to invest in yourself too. do your research, invest in a course, a mastermind, a coaching program. I've developed a coaching program already right now that I am going to release here in the fall later on in the fall. That way we can lock arms. That's what's called lock arms in abundance. And there's three tenets that we live by. It's the three T's. It's teach, trust, and turn loose. And I got that from one of my best friends, his father, Jim Garza. That's what he lived by. Teaching, trust, and turn loose. What does that mean? Along the way, with the moments of mindset, with the coaching program, with everything that I put out, I'm going to teach, I'm going to share with you. Now, if it's certain things and certain outcomes, certain habits, mindset that you strive to achieve and I'm going to help you get there, guess what? I'll share methods, actionable steps, thought processes to get you there. And when you implement those and you see the positive outcomes, ooh, you're going to start to trust me more. And I'm going to trust you because when I share with you, and I hold you accountable and you do it, we've built that trust there. And then guess what? When you have reached that level of getting ready to take that step towards your next level of abundance and success, we'll turn you loose. You don't have to be with me every step of the way, but we're a family. You have access to me. So guess what? If we're walking down this path and you need me, all you do is just look and I'm right there. We might start out walking side by side, locking arms, holding hands. But it might become, to one point, you say, Rodney, you know what? I'm good. I got this. Just watch my back. Perfect. I have you. Whatever you need, I'm there. So maybe you start running, and I'm walking, and I still see you. Or maybe you start sprinting. I can't see you. But I'm cheering for you. Let's go! That's what we're here for. To build. To share to grow together. So now I understand the importance of the mindset, the habits and the routine. I have a routine every day now. Go to the gym, actually shoot basketball, shoot free throws, dribble. I went through some shooting drills today with a gentleman. His name is Ryan. I did a, a an episode where I talk about the pain and pleasure of what if. And it was on he and I's encounter that really helped me talk about that issue. It really inspired me. So today, I saw him at the gym. It's the first time I've seen him since I actually did that episode. And I shared that episode with him. And when he saw me, the smile on his face, we dapped up. He actually gave me a hug. It's the second time I've met him. He gave me a hug and smiled. And he said, man, I love the episode. He's like, when you sent it to me, I was with my in-laws and we all listened to it and I can't wait for the next one. And that lit another fire under me to 
for me to share something with him and him to embrace it and share it with his family and to have such a smile on his face and say, I can't wait. When are you launching again? That right there was confirmation that I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And based off of that actual episode, he and I got into a conversation and I talked about the flow state and just how basketball now is a sanctuary for me where it used to be a a place that I hid from because of that hurt and because of that trauma. But I don't have that anymore. When I go in and shoot, I don't care if I make or miss. Hell, if you really think about it, anytime you step on the court for your particular sport, you're going to have a percentage less than 100% in basketball. You're going to miss more shots than you make. That's just it. That comes with it. So we actually get into a shooting workout, and it's the first time I've done a shooting workout in a couple years. And it was the first time that I went through an entire workout where we shot some mid-range shots. We shot some three-pointers. We just were shooting, 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 where I did not beat myself up for missing a shot. Who cares? It's all about the fellowship. He and I urging each other on, cheering each other on. I know you're tired, but okay, focus. Let it fly. And for us to bond over that and have fellowship in that was what got me jazzed up and juiced up to come into this booth and share an episode and share my thoughts and share my story with you. So I'm really peeling back the layers and you know why I do what I do and why I'm obsessed with making sure that if you hear my words, you're going to have a smile on your face at some point. When you're not feeling like a rock star, I'm going to love on you until you feel like the rock star and the genius that you are. And when you realize that I'm going to celebrate the fact that you're a rock star and a genius. Let's go! That's my obsession. Before getting in this booth, a brother figure of mine, Kenneth Williams, I see a text message from him and he says, man, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing before I hit record. So guess what? I can come in here and I can bear it all because I know that there are people out there that love me because they've invested the time in getting to know who I am, not just who I was, understanding that all that shit that I went through or who I was, egotistical and waking up every day like what can I do to make myself feel good and if I happen to hurt somebody or they might feel uncomfortable with our interaction so be it they'll get over it that type of mentality is bullshit and I spent so many years doing that and for what because I didn't understand myself I didn't understand the self-love and how important it was to uplift people every chance you get so now I wake up And I wonder if I could put a smile on somebody's face. It's a successful and prosperous day. If I wake up in the morning at 8 o'clock in the morning and I call a friend and in the first 10, 20 seconds they laugh. Like, oh my God, I hadn't had a laugh like that. Yo, how can my day go wrong after that? So again, I am so, so, so thankful. And that's another caveat to it along with the mindset along with the habits and routines, the healthy ones that help you get to where you want to be, the person that you want to be, and the action plans. 
gratitude. That's not the last thing because every step of the way, you got to have gratitude. A lot of times when I lead meditations, that's what I start out with. I say, I want you to look at my face. Hear me. Thank you. And when I say thank you, say thank you back to me. Not because you're thanking me, but just thank you. Just to get in the habit back and forth. And I say thank you 14, 15 times. The reason why I do that is scientifically impossible to have an attitude of gratitude and maintain maintain a negative emotion at the same time. So if you start your day, if you start everything with some gratitude or finding something that you're grateful for, if you are a parent, find that gratefulness in the love of your kids, knowing that when you walk through the door, say, mommy, daddy, whomever, we missed you, we love you your favorite animal who can be like a child, like a, think about that being and how they make you feel. It's a dog, it's a cat, it's a snake, whatever. Find what really makes you feel grateful and thankful for having another opportunity to share with the world. And when you have that attitude of gratitude and you're able to, even in the most challenging situations get to a place of that gratitude and it's not easy it's not like an overnight thing it's not like a clapper there's something that you have to work on but guess what when you work on that habit of being in an attitude of gratitude and you get in a routine of maybe you're looking at videos or pictures of your children of your favorite animal of your favorite vacation spot and it gets you there to like you're grateful for the air that you breathe for your heart beating We take so much for granted, but when you get to that attitude of gratitude, that's what really sinks it in every single day. So those things, mindset, habits, routine, actions, gratitude. When you have those, you're able to see past your wildest dreams using your eyes and you use your heart and your soul to get there. So again, this has been, I'm so thankful and grateful to be able to have this space to share with you, not only visually, through audio, through posts, through meetups, through yoga events, I'm at a loss for words. I was a scrawny kid from... Briargate, Missouri City, 15810 Kimbriar Drive, snotty nose, to now being able to stand up, sit down, show and prove, do a live or do a video for you, to do an audio for you, to create and utilize my platform, to leave this place better than when I first initially understood what I needed to do, leaving this place better. That's my obsession. That's why I'll continue to do this as long as I have air in my lungs and as long as my heart is beating. Bring value to you every step of the way. Whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through my coaching program, whether it's through yoga, whether it's through meditation, whether it's through ebooks, every step of the way. That is my solemn vow. That is my loving 
an ethical obligation to you to provide you the resources if you need them so we can take this journey together and we can continue to lock arms as we continue to teach each other, trust each other, turn each other loose in this amazing community. So I thank you for following me, for supporting me every step of the way. I'm a servant leader. I serve first. And I'm going to lead with my actions. No matter what anybody else says or no matter how they think about me or perceive me or want to still hold me and shackle me down to the past stuff when I didn't understand. But I know better now, so I'm going to do better and make sure that I do that. So thank you for locking arms with me and opening up your mind, your heart, and your soul to these conversations of clarity, these moments of mindset on this podcast, on this platform. Sending you love and light as you go about your day. And I wish everyone out there the prosperity the harmony and joy that we were predestined to experience. So until you lend me your ears, your hearts, your minds, your souls again, I love you. And I'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our sponsors, Canatown, where your town love your cannabis. Our mission at Canatown is to create an apparel brand that allows you to be proud of where you're from, as well as honor the special plant that has brought us all together. Now, you might be asking yourself, where is Canatown? Well, it's a town with no physical address. It's a community of people that believe in the power of cannabis, whether it be for medicinal, social, or spiritual reasons, we can all agree that cannabis has played a significant role in our lives. Together, we will change the negative perception of this magnificent plant and help with its progression of being used all over the world. What I need you to do is I need you to go to thecanatown.com. That's T-H-E-C-A-N-N-A-T-O-W-N.com. Subscribe. That will get you on the list where you will get updates on special events, special collections that are actually coming out. And on top of that, you'll get 15% off your first purchase. If you have any additional questions, please feel free to contact thecanatown at gmail.com. It's coming to a city near you. Be ready. And as always, journal, take some notes voice memo, share with friends, because the only way for us to get the positive message of love, the positive message of light, so that we can all have healthy, emotional well-beings, is to spread it around. So I thank you in advance for taking this time to open up your hearts, minds, and souls. Let's get into the episode. I love you all.